Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Tangle Tales. I am going to try to keep this short. Uh, this is like the third or fourth time that I've tried to record this because uh, I got real, uh, real long and kind of heady and it wasn't really happy with the um, the message of the uh, the first few recordings of this. But um, as it's so uh, appropriately titled, I wanted to briefly talk about the aftermath of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic and how breweries are faring right now and um, see if I can keep it pretty, um, pretty interesting and, and not so, um, you know, rhetoric that we've heard for two years straight. So anyways, without further ado, thanks for joining me and uh, cheers. So COVID-19, we've all uh, heard about it more than we'd like to over the course of the last two years, but how has it impacted breweries specifically? Um, So my perspective on this is coming from a service-based industry uh, perspective, like I just said. Um, so at, at Blackstar Co-op in, in Austin, I, uh, help run a brew pub, which is a brewery that also is a restaurant. And, um, at Tanglefoot, I run a, just the brewery side of things, but it's also a restaurant, um, that brews its own beer. So, um, this will not be the exact same, uh, impact as the production breweries, saw during the pandemic, but I can kind of touch on things that I've heard from them as well. But during, um, you know, 2020, things were mandated to shut down service-based businesses, specifically restaurants where um, their dining rooms were limited, if not closed, and sales plummeted like 70 to 80% overnight. In the beginning of the pandemic, from the beer side of things, uh, people came out in full force in support of breweries and started buying all of the beer to go. So in the beginning of the pandemic, we had a real crunch on being able to find containers to put things in. So whether you had cans or crowlers or bottles or growlers or plastic bags, whatever you had to put the liquid into and get it out, it was a challenge sourcing these things because everybody needed like 10 times as much as they needed the day before. So that was a challenge initially, but the first few weeks was like really heartwarming seeing everybody come out and purchasing tons and tons of packaged beer to go. Well, once everybody got their fridges stocked up and that initial amount of beer drank, uh, those sales started slowing down. So instead of walking out with two cases of beer, maybe the next time you come in, you're just getting a six pack and you're not really like buying more beer than you can drink in a month. So, um, with those initial logistical, um, issues of trying to find, uh, yeah, cans and, uh, crawlers and growlers, like I was just saying, uh, the business models almost immediately switched. So from a brew pub perspective, we're a retail based business. So we're selling beer over the counter in a pint glass, um, at retail pricing, which is the best margin that you can serve beer at at any level. So it's the best, it's the way that you make money in these businesses is by selling a pint of beer over the counter. So when that option is taken away from you, uh, you need to pivot and change to a packaged based off-premise sales model, uh, which is much, much lower margin. And for those of us that were lucky enough to make the pivot, 
in a quick fashion, um, i.e. getting a canning can seamer uh, to be able to produce six packs and then also be able to source um, the packaging materials to execute those six packs. Our margins for the amount, the volume of beer that was being sold just dramatically reduced. Um, so you're not making as much money off of that beer than you were, you know, a month before. Um, and, you know, seeing all the volume sales, like production breweries there, they hit record numbers in package. So like they were selling a shit ton of cans at HEBs and uh, convenience stores and, and liquor stores. And uh, so that sounds really great. But draft sales were non-existent. So draft sales, relatively uh, high, not high margin, but you're not using as many cost of goods, uh, as much supply to uh, get that beer into market. You're just filling a keg with beer and selling it wholesale versus the cost of, of cans is ridiculous. The amount of materials that you need to use um, from a cost standpoint and creating six packs is crazy and everybody wants six packs and it's great. I want six packs. I want Tanglefoot to have six packs, but it's a, you know, just know as a consumer that that is a very low margin item specifically when you are selling it wholesale to, um, you know, a distributor that then sells it to a grocery store. Each tier needs to take a cut of profit. And so it just is a, a very low margin option. So, Everyone was forced to make that pivot. And so these retail establishments, specifically brew pubs now, um, are not making any money on that. I mean, uh, the, the overhead of running a restaurant brew pub is proportionally significantly higher than it is for a manufacturing brewery in that your rent cost is much, much higher because you're in prime retail location. So that rent cost um, in a you know, warehouse facility for the same square footage would be a much lower expense every month. Uh, labor costs for executing food and beer and service is much higher. Um, and so all of those things kind of put brew pubs and restaurants, um, everybody in a bad position, but I'm talking specifically now about these, these models. So uh, that was, you know, has been a factor for the last two years uh, without PPP funds and other uh, funds delivered to restaurants like the restaurant revitalization fund without those, those funds, like most restaurants, most brew pubs would not be here today. Um, it, they just wouldn't, there, there's not enough money. Um, you know, I'm all for being, uh, financially, um, conservative and having good savings and making sure you can weather storms, but there's no way you're planning on weathering a two-year storm. It just doesn't happen. So, um, as sales continued to be low, uh, we on the 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 beer side of things did see some um, supply chain issues. So there was an aluminum or aluminum can shortage, which when everybody's moving into packaging uh, because they have to in order to sell this beer, um, there weren't packages available to buy or at least not readily available. That put a crunch on things. Um, there was, um, you know, there are ingredient supply disruptions. Um, there were, uh, just in general inflation over the last year has been pretty great. The last six months even has been pretty crazy ingredients, not even ingredients, every, pretty much every single thing that we purchase at, at the brewery 
it has gone up by 20 to 30% in cost. Um, and yeah, so all of those factors are rough. And then you uh, add in the inability to hire and retain staff. It just compounds everything. So coming out of this, we're still seeing uh, crazy inflation on the uh, on the supply side. So our costs are up. So don't be surprised if all of the beer costs that you see start to increase over the next year. It's just the nature of the economics of this you know, capitalist system, uh, that cost will be passed on to the consumer breweries specifically cannot eat that cost. So expect to see that. Um, and then the labor pool is, it's just been so weird. You know, the rhetoric of, of people don't want to work. They're getting paid by the government is not necessarily true. Uh, or it's not only exclusively that, but that was, you know, partially has affected the, uh, labor pool. But now, that, you know, unemployment has dipped down to, you know, almost pre-pandemic levels. There's still not as many people in the workforce and it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty wild to see, you know, hiring has been super challenging and, um, and then, yeah, wages have increased significantly in order to compete in the marketplace to try to find people to work. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just been this super tough, um, tough position to, to be in as far as like running a service based business or production, even, you know, trying to find good, good quality applicants and like that will stay working at a business and ex now expecting to pay more because, you know, the wage, the uh, labor pool has shrunk and people need uh, to be competitive with their wages, uh, which is great for the workers, but, you know, in a business that's already not making any money due to the you know, the lack of sales or the lower margins. It's just, yeah, it's just a tough time in general. So please give some grace to everybody if you're going out and uh, eating, drinking, hanging out in uh, businesses that are providing you a, a space to do that. It's a tough time for everybody. But uh, moving forward, I think we can see a lot more, um, you know, obviously draft accounts have come back significantly in the last year as bars and restaurants opened and started selling more beer by the pint. So that's kind of rebounding for breweries that lost that income. Uh, canning is still going strong. I mean, I don't know a brewery that isn't canning right now, but if you are buying cans from a brewery that you frequent, i.e. Tanglefoot Brewing, not that I would be, I don't even have cans right now, but they I will have some soon. But if you were to see cans from a brewery that you frequent in the marketplace and you go to that location anyways, buy directly from the brewery, that's a much better, uh, it's much better for the brewery and you're much more likely to get the freshest product possible. So it's a win-win in my opinion. Um, and yeah, just, uh, yeah, just, uh, everybody just be nice to everybody. Treat everybody with respect. Don't, uh, don't assume that anybody should be doing, uh, anything for you that you wouldn't, um, expect to do for them. So yeah, treat everybody with respect and, um, don't act like an asshole out there. So yeah, that's about it. That's uh, much shorter than the last ranty weird one that I did. And I hope that that was, um, okay to listen to. And if it wasn't, let me know. I'm happy to do a follow up, um, talking about other things that, uh, the pandemic has affected, including, um, Beer styles. Ooh, fun fact. Why are there so many loggers in the market? 
well, craft brewers love lagers, but why weren't there lagers before? It's because there was no beer being sold. And then tank space or capacity, like I've mentioned in my previous podcast, opened up. And then you could allow a tank to sit there for a month or two months and lager versus having to turn that tank every two weeks. So fun fact, spike in lagers on the marketplace is almost directly related to um, the pandemic and uh, the lack of beer sales. So if anything good can come out of the pandemic, it's uh, more lager in the marketplace. So rock on with that. I hope you learned something. I hope that you can learn me something. If you have any more information or another perspective on things, please send it along. I think that would be a useful dialogue for us all to have. And I appreciate you listening. If you are listening still, uh, if you haven't turned it off already, let me know if I can do anything that would be more entertaining, a subject matter that you'd like to hear about. And I will do my best. Uh, But yeah, that's all I got. Cheers to New Year's 2022's looking up and let's rock it. All right. Bye bye. Nazarevi. <laughs>